Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 50, no, 66. Hey, hey, hey. I'm almost getting to that hundo mark. Um, Today, I am coming off of an amazing experience yesterday. I got to go down to watch the Wadapalooza in person as a spectator for the first time ever. Um, Obviously, I've been there as a competitor many times, but I usually am there to compete and not to actually walk around and just enjoy the experience without the stress of working out. And yes, that is my cat on my lap right now crying at me too. I don't exactly know what, (laughs) Um, but it was, it was just so fun. And every time that I do go there as a competitor, I'm probably unlike a lot of the athletes in that I do take it seriously, but for me, I really have always enjoyed being able to walk around in the vendor area and all of that stuff. And every year, the Wadapalooza competition has just grown and grown and grown. And the professionalism of the sport of CrossFit is only getting better and better and better to where these athletes are actually getting to feel like professional athletes, even if they aren't a professional athlete. You know, there's a small school of those people that were out there last week that are paid on a professional level to do this. But the majority of them were not, and they got the exact same treatment experience as those top-level athletes, which was really, really, really cool. I think the workouts this year are really well-programmed, really well-put-together. Um, it's extremely fun to just be able to be out there with everybody. And and what I was feeling this morning, and I actually went on my Instagram and says, is I was just so grateful, and I almost missed the experience to go because I – you know, I'm very, very, very driven at everything I do, whether it's athletically, business-wise. And I have a lot of stuff right now that I'm trying to put together in nutrition coaching and all of that kind of stuff, a lot of materials and content that I'm building out. And I almost felt like, you know what, if I go to Wadapalooza, I'm going to miss a whole day, which is my day to like prepare for the week and all that kinds of stuff. And, and I'm really not going to have that opportunity or I'm going to be stressed out on my Sunday trying to do it. And I'm like, you know what, I would rather and I'll be honest, I, I, I cut my workout short. I cut my training short because I wanted to go be a part of that. And, and that was something else that was new for me because I usually prioritize my training. And yes, I was like, you know what? My training today is getting out and getting reinvigorated and reacquainted with the community that I fell in love with when I first started CrossFit. And it was just a great experience. So not to get off on too much of a tangent, but if you have not been to Wadapalooza, um, if you are a fitness enthusiast, you like fitness, you you like watching people push themselves, even if you're not in the CrossFit space, you just like being around that community, you should go. It is a fitness festival and it comes up every year in January and I don't think it's going to go anywhere in the future. So um, I think that you should definitely make it a vacation. Miami and Florida, if you live in the Northeast, the Northwest, wherever you're at where it's freezing cold, is an amazing time to just you know, be able to get in the sun and get some vitamin D. And for me, it, it was that reinvigoration and reintegration with the community that I kind of, you know, COVID has, has made me very much a, a home, a work from home kind of a person. I go to the gym, but I'm, like I said, I'm busy. So I don't get to do that kind of socialization. And those are the people that I feel most in line with. And, um, so there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about today on my podcast that I, I'm going to make this a little bit more of a rant because you know I I just felt like I wanted to share so much of what I was feeling and how 
this experience was going to help me that I think it will help a lot of you guys out there. Uh, obviously, if you listen to me and you listen to my podcast, you are interested in learning more about, you know, being able to apply nutrition in your own aspect or in your own world and your own goals. That's going to help you reach them. Let me take that step back. That's that just started getting kind of wordy. Uh, what I'm saying is, you're listening to me because there's a purpose behind it. You want to get some nutrition education. You want to figure out what you're doing wrong. Maybe you want to get a little bit more mindset related stuff. But whatever way, you're looking to help create some kind of improvement in your own life. And so sometimes it's hey, the basics like nutrition talk, you know, calorie deficits, macros, micros, bite fiber, you know, all that stuff, talking about that stuff. Sometimes it might be related to health conditions. Today it's it's more mindset related. And I want to start by talking about one of the main things that I feel like anybody, whatever your goals are, whether it's competition related, athlete related, whether it's fat loss related, building muscle related, any of those things you can take away from my experience yesterday, it's this your environment is going to invigorate you. So oftentimes people look for motivation and we all know motivation dwindles. As an athlete, I have learned that I'm going to work harder than a lot of the other people around me in the gym who aren't looking to achieve the same goals. And I have to be the one that stays committed to my plan regardless of them and regardless of what they're doing. And that can sometimes be not as motivating as having everybody in the class doing the same workout as you. But over time, I do that over and over again. I I feel like I'm more motivated to do it because I know that the feeling I get afterwards, the satisfaction I get, I like checking boxes off and things like that. But your environment plays a huge factor. And yesterday, I was reminded of there being an environment out there of other people that push themselves and go to that dark place. Because when you go there by yourself all the time, it is not fun. <laughs> so that was really, really, really cool for me. But in terms of how that can relate to you guys, maybe you are out there struggling to stay committed to your nutrition plans that you can, you know, lose 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 pounds, whatever it is. Maybe you are looking for the motivation to stay consistent in the gym, but you keep losing it. And it's likely a lot because the environment you're around isn't giving you that constant reminder of why, why am I doing this? And it's why I created my Facebook group. Um, I'm actually going to be changing the way that we do a lot of our coaching in the business that I want to create more of a community feel and a community environment, because I think that for most people, you know, you're, you are alone in your journey. If this is the, the, I hear this all the time from women, my husband can eat whatever he wants. He's a string bean. So when I'm cooking, I have to make sure that I have all this food for him and it's hard for me. Like it, it's, that's a common thing. And it's just, or, or you have the husband that like the wife just doesn't get it. Why he wants to, you know, know what kind of oil he, she used in the pan or how much oil she used. It's all the same. Your environment plays a factor. If you're the one that wants to go to the gym and nobody else wants to go to the gym, that sucks. And so finding that community of people that understand your, your, your goal for yourself and what you want to achieve is so important. So sometimes you have to go outside of your circle and get into that like level of discomfort of knowing that you're not going to fit in right away because you're new, but you likely might find that you fit in faster than you think because your values are the same with those people. And, you know, I, I get it. It's not always easy to feel like I fit in sometimes, you know, when I'm not the girl that has a full-time, you know, availability to just train whenever I want, I don't have, you know, that low stress life. Like I have a lot of ambitions in my life and a lot of things that I want to achieve. And that's not always in line with the people that are around me. And I have to really understand that that's okay because they do have the same goals as me. And that in those times when we're together, I can be reminded that they are doing the same thing as me. So 
really thinking about your environment is a huge factor. I wanted to kind of segue this into what my thoughts were today that I, I really wanted you guys to get out of is that, you know, a lot of people look at these athletes, whether it's at Wadapalooza or if it's on the CrossFit games, or you're looking at, you know, bodybuilders or figure competitors, you're even looking at like endurance athletes, whatever physical bodies you look at, you know, cause we all have a vision, right? If you have a goal, it's likely because there's something about yourself that you want to see. And there is likely something out there that you saw that was like, that's how I want to look, or that's how I want to see myself, you know, that resonated with you. And, and so it's really important that you guys take that into consideration when you're thinking about how you're approaching everything you're doing to achieve that goal. And so I made an Instagram post today and I'm actually just going to pull it up because I want to really make this podcast episode a little bit more of a deep dive into that Instagram post, um, which was really talking about like, how do athletes stay so lean? And I think the easiest thing for people to say is, well, they work out for four to six hours a day. So they have to stay lean. And I'm going to be honest, honest that if you've listened to any of recent podcasts from some of the CrossFit athletes who have been trying to lean out, one of the common trends you're going to see is that during a leaning out phase, their workout volume and intensity actually goes down because in order to fuel themselves to be the best in the sport, they have to be constantly taking in a ton of food. And that can be extremely stressful on the body, just like dieting can be a stressor on the body. So there's a lot of different things that happen to allow an athlete to stay lean. And when I say leaning out, it's because maybe they're walking around with an extra 15 pounds of water and inflammation. So for those athletes, they don't look bad. You know, you, you, I don't think there's any CrossFit body. They're gonna be like, I would never want to look like that. You know, all of them look amazing, but for some of them, they want to walk around a little bit leaner so that they can perform a little bit better in the lighter stuff, the gymnastic stuff, um, or the running and rowing and stuff like that. But how do they stay so lean? It's it's not the hours they spend in the gym. It really isn't. It's it's and I wish I wish I said what that does is all the hours they spend in the gym, it requires them to eat more food. And in order for them to spend that many hours in the gym, they actually have to always be in a slight calorie surplus to be able to perform the way that they want to. They have to walk that fine line of what is too much and what is not enough. And that can be really really hard to maintain leanness. Um so that's not really how they they stay lean. How they stay lean is coming from a, a bunch of other things that I want to talk about today. And I'm going to lead it into the very last point, which actually I should have, I should have numbered them differently and put number five as number one, but we're going to start, I'm going to reverse them now. And I'm going to start with the number five thing. And I'd like to say that this is in order, but I really just want to make sure that the last one I talk about is the most important one, because that's the one I'm most importantly, or the that I'm most excited to talk to you guys about today. So let me get into this. All right. Number one is they train with intent. So this is number five, actually. This is like, call this towards the end. So if you're training consistently, that's great. Training consistently with intent is even better. So if you're going into the gym and you're trying to lift heavy, uh, you want to have that hormone response from being able to lift heavier. That's going to help, you know, put your body in a more anabolic state to build muscle. Um, but you're always thinking about like, I've got to be in a fasted state or this and that you're likely not optimizing what you could be doing in that training environment. Now, I don't want to say that fasting is bad for everybody. I don't want to turn this into a, a negative. Should I train fasted or, you know, not fasted because, you know, that's not really the point. Um, you know, we're all going to train differently in different states, but if you're feeling like shit in your workouts because you're trying to burn fat by training fasted, 
you're doing yourself a disservice because you're likely getting less output, meaning you're burning less calories and your performance isn't going to be as good. So it's not just about burning calories when you're going to the gym. When you go to the gym, there should be a purpose. If you're doing training, yeah, certainly bodybuilders can go out for like a, a light 30 to 60 minute, you know, walk, bike, run, but that's the intent of that because they're pushing it in the other session. So they're pushing the weights, they're pushing the bodybuilding type stuff, and they're keeping the cardio stuff low stress because their stress is coming from the bodybuilding state. With CrossFitters, because we have so many different modalities, it's important that every training session has an intent. If you're doing an aerobic session that says like zone two cardio, are you going too hard? And should you be going a little bit less versus if you're doing intervals with a lot of rest built in, are you pushing hard enough to allow your body to get the adaptation it needs to then be able to recover from it? So it's really finding that fine tuned piece of balance between that, but you have to have an intent. When you go to the gym to the lift, you're not just going through the motions, you're getting something out of it. So even on a day when I'm not feeling like lifting heavy, I might slow down the tempo and be like, you know what? I really don't feel like I can push mentally to go that heavy today. So I'm going to take the load down, but I'm going to slow the movement down to get intent out of that. They also focus on, they don't just jump into the workout. They often have a lot of warm up prep stuff, a lot of muscle activation stuff. You know, and, and for some people, it's training age that does require more. So the longer you've been trained, the likely the more you have to lubricate and warm up your joints. But it's also about the central nervous system and getting everything firing so that you can be optimal in that training session. Um, and that's really, really important that a lot of people miss out. They just go into the, the workout and they don't even think about it. And they did, their first set is the empty bar on a back squats, which, you know, your first set should probably be something that's challenging. You know, it shouldn't be hard, but it should be challenging. My cat, do you hear him right now? He is just such a little lover. Um, so that's number one, they train with intent or number five, however you want to number it on your list. Uh, number two or number four, they eat, and I put in parentheses, enough with intent. So their nutrition is enjoyable. It doesn't feel restrictive. They eat healthy. They eat a lot of high quality foods. Their goal is removing as much inflammation as possible while allowing them to optimally train and recover. So that means a lot of fresh fruits, vegetables, uh, lots of you know starchy carbs, rice, potatoes, lean proteins, chicken, fish, steak, avocados, things that are very nourishing that are high in nutrients because they want to make sure that their whole body is optimized, that they're getting enough of all the vitamins, minerals, nutrients that they need to be able to feel their best. Guys, your body is more than just its body weight. It's more than just muscle and, and fat. Your body is a whole system, a, a whole system of systems. Then, and then if one thing is off, everything else is going to be kind of off. So, you know, for instance, like for a lot of people that are under eating in the athletic community for women, they might lose their period. That's not a good thing to experience. Having that system not working right is going to cause other issues with other systems because all of your hormones are regulated by your endocrine system. So there's all these different things that are going on. Um, and if you're, if you're losing your period, what, you know, what's going on with your adrenals. So there's so many things to be thinking about. And when you're eating your food should be like, it should taste good, but it should be good food. It shouldn't be, how can I fit cheeseburgers and French fries into my diet every week? When you see athletes eating that stuff, it's because they've already eaten enough calories from all the good stuff and they just can't fit any more of that in. And they're like, how else can I get calories in fast? They don't do that for the sake of filling their macros. 
They do it for the sake of, I can't eat any more of this food because healthy food is usually higher in volume and they need something else to take the edge off or they're mid training. And you know, a couple of gummy bears is a lot easier to digest than sitting there eating a bowl of oatmeal. So they really, their eating is with intent and they're eating enough. They also are not looking to eat less. So for a lot of people lying, trying to lean out, they're always like, how, what, what kind of calorie deficit should I create? And they go for the, they go for the minimum. Like, okay, let's get this done as fast as possible. With an athlete, they're like, what's the minimum I can remove? They want to maximize how much they're eating because they want to maximize their training and their recovery. And if you're going to the minimum, you're going to burn out really quickly, especially if you are somebody that trains with intent. So it's really important that you think about that as well, is you should be looking at how much can I eat, not how little can I eat. The other thing that I put on this one was that their fitness goals are more important to them than the cupcake. So uh, for instance, an athlete and the athlete mindset, you know, you can have an athlete at a table where there's like cupcakes and cookies and they're able to, able to easily say, no, thank you, because it's not their discipline or their motivation. They're their motivation is elsewhere. They know that they're not going to feel their best eating that, whether it's they're not going to be satisfied with one and they're going to want to have five. They're maybe going to have some negative effects when they wake up the next day. Their training isn't going to feel as good. Whatever it is, they know that that cupcake is not really worth it. And they'd rather be able to stick to their own nutrition plan, knowing that that's going to get them further. So that's really, really important for a lot of people to understand. Same thing with alcohol. You know, they don't, they don't, they don't feel bad saying no to passing on alcohol because they don't want to feel like shit the next day. You know, they are understanding how it feels to feel good. So these little things aren't really worth it anymore. And if you can develop that type of self-control, you will also feel that. You will lo- you will soon no 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 longer need those things to feel good. You can have them just like an athlete can have the cupcake if she wants it. And you'll see in off season when, when goals of, of training and performance isn't the main goal that a lot of athletes are like, you know, celebrating with friends and family and they're eating a lot of fun foods and, and relaxing more, but that's because their goal is just relaxation and just being a little bit more less focused on that goal. So if you have a goal, give yourself the opportunity to go for this. And, and I'm relating this to you guys out there that are trying to change your body or change your habits to get the better body. Like you want to, be more consistent in the gym. You want to start working on this fat loss goal that you have for yourself. You want to optimize things. You should be taking it seriously. Next thing is they build nutrition and training in. Okay. So their training is not the reason they're lean. Their consistency with their training and their nutrition is why they stay lean. So they don't, they don't leave it to chance. They don't have every day just be like, I'm going to wake up and figure out how I feel. No, they're dialed in. They have their pre-workout, their post-workout meals that feel good to them. They know what they eat before bed. They know what time they go to bed. Everything is dialed in. I should have put lifestyle in as well, but they're so dialed in with everything and training and nutrition is just a part of that. It's not, it's not this, I have to get this dialed in every week. It's no, it's dialed in and it's the same every week. They've developed a consistent habit and it shouldn't be exciting. Guys, if you're, if you're trying to constantly get excited by your workouts and your nutrition, you're doing it wrong. Training and nutrition should not always be exciting. It should be fun. It should be satisfying. 
and it should be enjoyable, but it shouldn't always be this exciting thing. You know, it's more about the gratification you get from like, oh, my meal prep's done for the day. Boom, check that off the list. It's it's that you get. It's not like, how is this going to be more exciting? How is this going to taste? It's it's not really like that. You develop foods and recipes that you enjoy and you just repeat them. It's it's really that simple. But people tend to overthink it, you know? So uh, that's really the number one thing or, you know, one of the number, I shouldn't say number one thing. That's the number three thing on here, which like I said, I really don't think that these have an actual order, but, um, but this is a really important, they also have the ability to adapt. So let's just say for instance, you know, like I talked about this week, Wadapalooza took up, you know, one of my seven days, which I do typically work seven days because I try and still train like an athlete five days out of those seven days. So I have to try and make sure that I'm getting everything done. And I I actually took the day. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to stress about working out today. I'm going to go to the gym uh, tomorrow or whatever. And I'm just going to, you know, have fun today. And I'm, I'll get a very short, my adaptability today is going to be, I'm going to get a very short, easy meal prep uh, done where I don't have to do a lot. It's probably going to be relying on a lot of frozen veggies because I don't want to sit here and chop and stuff like that. So whatever I can do to make it easier for me to cook and clean and be ready for my week is what I'm going to do today. Um, and so that's the other thing I, you know, so I was going to tell, I was just about to judge myself cause I said, um, too many times, um, and like, it's a habit I need to break. I know, but I just, it's just something that I've done since I was a kid. So my public speaking skills have never been stellar, although I do love speaking in public. All right. So the next step that I have here is, and this is going to kind of go into number five, which is the one I'm most excited for. Um, number four is they, they work on mindset. So this is either number four, or number two, if you're going forward or backwards is they actually take time to think and be mindful of everything that they're doing. And this actually should be number two. I, I do think that this should be number two because all the things I already said is if you're doing this, those things I already said will be in a better place. So if you're working on your mindset, then you're going to be working on your intent in the gym. You're going to be working on how you think about and perceive uh, taking care of yourself by eating right. You know, you're going to see you're going to see how you feel differently about things when you actually think about how you think about them, right? So like if you constantly think that eating chicken and steak and shrimp and things like that is restrictive because you can't have pizza and pasta, then yeah, you're going to constantly feel like you're, you know, on the struggle bus because you're never adapting. You know, but if you're looking at, wow, like I'm trying to make these foods taste good to me and how can I make recipes that I enjoy? That's a different mindset shift. So it's it's really different to to kind of take the time to actually think about how you think. And if you do that, you will be more successful. And athletes do that. They do. They really think about what am I thinking? Why am I thinking it? And and they do a lot of reflection. They do a lot of self-development. They read a lot of books. They, they just definitely try and always uncover the difference the different thoughts that are going on in their head at the same time and try and troubleshoot which ones actually are going to be bringing them growth and which ones are holding them back. And they try and really work on strategies to kind of help that. And this is a big one for everybody out there. You know, the, the dieter that's chronically, you know, cutting calories and then, you know, two weeks in, she's like, this is frustrating. It's going to take me too long. And they give up. That's probably a trend that they've done over and over and over again. And identifying why is so important. Is it the wrong plan? Are you going too hard? You know, are you, is your, are your expectations too high? Is it a negative belief you have about yourself that's stopping you with training? Is it, you know, you don't feel comfortable going to the gym? You know, is it, is it a self-confidence thing you have to boost? Is it, you don't know, like figuring out what your mindset is about everything is going to play a huge factor. All right. As I said, the last one that I wanted to get into, which is 
the reason I said this one is I think the most important is because I think it's the one that's going to honestly elevate your mood about everything that you're doing, you know? So for those people out there that, you know, you, you struggle with motivation, you struggle with, you know, saying you feel sometimes frustrated, you feel like the grind is so hard and you don't really know what you're doing wrong, but you also don't know what you're willing to do to change it. This number five is so important for you guys. Um, Athletes focus on addition versus subtraction. And the power of addition is so much greater. And what do I mean by this? So um, for instance, for a lot of people, let's go into the diet world. They're always looking at what do I have to remove from my diet? Um, You know, I got to stop eating carbs. I got to stop eating out. I got to stop eating pasta. I've got to stop eating sugar. I've got to cut back on alcohol. And all of those things are obviously, yes, for a lot of people, they're overeating those things. But why not focusing instead, um, if those things are hard for you, on what you can add in, right? So it's how can I add in more lean proteins? How can I start my day with more protein, more veggies? If you focus on those additions, those other things probably won't be as satisfying to you because you're going to be full and you're going to be getting more nutrients. So it's probably going to make those cravings go away. So even though the goal really is to remove those things, if you focus on what you're adding in first, then we can subtract those things without as much pullback. So that's really, really important for people to understand is focusing on what they're adding in versus what they're subtracting. Even with like, you know, the workouts, you know, like they're, they're like always trying to drop calories. Like how many calories can I burn this workout? Why not focusing instead on like, all right, how, how much, how much faster can I go? How, how much fitter can I get? The addition of fitness versus just like burning calories. Now your, now your training has a goal, you know, things like that. So here's a couple of things I put on there. You know, everybody in the world wants less. They want to eat less. You know, they want to be able to have the willpower to eat less. They want to be able to work out less. So how can it's where, it's where all these like five minute abs came from and 30 minute workouts and 20 minute this, they want to be able to work out for less time. They don't want to cook as much. They want to cook less. How can I, you know, they want convenience. They want they want to move less. You know, they don't, they don't want to take the time to go for a walk on their break. They want to just be able to relax. They want more for less. So it's, it's even with money, I'm going to be honest, you know, how can I get more out of this? You know, like how can I pay less and get more? It's, it's always about this get more for less. They want more bang for less buck, right? Athletes are different. And, and this isn't just athletes. I want to say entrepreneurs and athletes are very similar because as I'm kind of going into entrepreneurship, I'm finding a lot of common trends. Athletes are different. They're always striving for more. They are going to invest more time, effort, and energy and money into their goals than anyone else out there because they know it matters to them. And I'll be honest, I lived in a, I, I spent less than $400 a month on rent because I didn't want to have to, I wanted to have more time in the gym. I wanted to be able to not have the stress, the financial burden of a lot of bills. So I sacrificed that because I wanted more time for myself, for my goals. We are driven. Athletes are driven. It's always more. That was just the financial one. But in everything, you know, we eat more because we want to be able to train more and perform better. We want more output. If you're eating too little, that will be the opposite of what happens they're willing to cook more. They they don't want convenience. They want the right things. They are willing to put the work and effort into themselves because it matters. They're not looking for the easy way. They're looking for the right way. 
it's not the hard way. Sometimes it is hard. They're looking for the way that's going to get them to that goal at whatever cost. They want more. They're willing to do more. They're willing to work hard. They're willing to sleep more. They're willing to put all the 1% in the bucket because they want that bucket to be overflowing with as many resources as they can. And so that's what I really wanted this episode to be about. So just a little recap on my whole rant for today. They train with intent. They eat with intent. They have nutrition and training built into their life. It isn't something that they're constantly trying to figure out. They work on their mindset skills, developing a a better mindset about everything that they do. And then they really work on how they can do more versus less. They are always willing to do more. They're willing to put more in. If they do more, that's better. And so if you're out there and you're struggling and you're like, Cheryl, it's almost three weeks into the new year and I can already sense that this year is going to end just like last year did. Ask me, reach out to me, shoot me a message because I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody. And I'll be honest, I don't want this year to end the same year for myself as it did last year. I want something more. And I'm not saying that last year was bad. Last year was great for me, but there are a lot of things I still want to do better. Self-improvement is not self-destruction. Self-improvement is saying, I know that I'm capable of more and I want you guys all to experience that. And as I end this episode, I am going to tell you guys that I am going to be changing the name to my podcast this week. It is going to be switching over to Fit Body Secrets because my goal is that no matter who you are, whether you are 300 pounds, whether you are 150 pounds, whether you have never stepped foot in the gym before, or you've been training for 15 to 20 years, I want you guys to be living your fittest life. That's all guys. Happy Sunday.